mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Yes, it is enough, he answered smiling. Enough for forever. And he leaned down to press his cold lips once more to my throat. I'm Julia Argy. And I'm Vanessa Zoltan. And this is Hot and Bothered Twilight in Quarantine. We did it. We read all of the Twilight book. And there's more in our future. We're, we're only a quarter of the way done. No, one fifth. Don't forget about Midnight Sun. I absolutely forgot about Midnight Sun. Ugh, that's so sad. Men are so marginalized. Men's voices really need to be lifted up. Anything that surprised you as we went through this process? I mean, like, I can't believe that this turned into a thing that we're going to continue to do. I'm thrilled by that. But I think that's the thing that I'm most surprised by is that we get to keep doing it for a second season. I mean, Julia, it was actually a good idea. Thank you. Well, I finally had one, everyone. It was like bound to happen just by accident at some point. Mm -hmm. Like Bella, Mm -hmm. you tripped over a good idea. I will say that's one more thing that I learned is just like how similar you and Bella are that you're like basically the same person. Mm -hmm. It's a red brown hair. Only in the sunlight, though. (laughs) What about you? Yeah, it was much more of an emotional roller coaster for me than I anticipated. I got angry a lot. That was the only emotion? Yeah, and then I calmed down, and then I got angry again. (laughs) The other thing that I found is that I am not like a big fan fiction person, or I don't think of myself as a big fan fiction person, but I got really emotionally invested in the queer relationships that you made up. Like the Bella and Angela relationship, I was like, yes. And like the waitress in her relationship with her girlfriend who picks her up that Meredith came up with, I was like, yes. And Charlisle, I'm like so into. And those things are now headcanon for me. And I love it. I love all of it. You're going to have to write your headcanons onto the page. <laughs> Stay tuned. Season 1 million of Hot and Bothered. Okay. I am about to do a great feat. Difficulty level 10. The East German judge has her eye on me. We'll see how I do. I'm going to recap the entire Twilight book. I mean, luckily for us, not much happens plot-wise, so I think we'll be able to do it. I don't know. I hope. We'll see in three, two, one, go. 
Bella Swan moves to Forks from Phoenix. She really misses Phoenix. She really hates the rain. There's someone in her new high school who hates her. His name is Edward. And then it turns out that he doesn't hate her. He just wants to murder her. And he's a vampire. And then they fall in love. And she really likes his family. And she meets his family. And then he she meets a bad vampire who also wants to murder her. Chase, chase, chase. Almost gets turned into a vampire. I love you. I love you, Bella safe that was good thank you i think you i think you got a gold medal well we don't know yet my competition hasn't gone it's like kind of a competition of one like it's like a relay you're passing it off to me oh got it well so you think i've set you up for us to get the gold exactly okay not to put any pressure on you but don't fuck it up i'll try the world is watching Julia, sponsorships are on the line. Wheaties is going to call or not call based on your performance. Wow, I really want that Wheaties money. I'm sure it's more than the vampire money. Okay, are you ready? I'm so ready. I'm handing it off in three, two, one. Charlie has a daughter. Her name is Bella. She comes and she moves in with him. Her, She gets hit by a car and he gets to go see his favorite hot doctor, Carlisle. And Carlisle makes her daughter feel better. And that's when he starts to fall in love with her him um and then charlie goes to fishing multiple times he gets made lasagna he gets his daughter goes to phoenix almost dies and then carlisle saves her again and then they fall in love and get married there's just like a little blurriness about what happens for him in the middle but i i think it's just more fishing i think we won i think we nailed the gold i think gatorade is about to call If you and I were in the same place, I would pour champagne on you. No, you would pour Gatorade on me. That's how the Gatorade sponsorship works. (laughs) I think Dom Perignon is going to sponsor us. I can only hope. Wouldn't it be sad if like some sort of hot coffee brand sponsored us? We had to like pour hot coffee on each other. (laughs) (laughs) I do drink more coffee than I do Dom Perignon. (laughs) A brand who I'm not even sure how I'm supposed to pronounce. (laughs) Would you like to share a piece of breaking news? Are you going to do a sound effect? Beep, 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 beep. (laughs) So I actually got this lead from our conspiracy theory correspondent. And the conspiracy theorist believes that Forks is not full of vampires because of the appropriate climate for their survival. But Forks actually compels people into becoming vampires. Take as evidence Bella Swan, who when she moves to Forks, Washington, says that she hates the cold and somehow starts like drinking the Forks water and then wants to spend her whole life being cold and snuggled up to cold stone. I think Forks, Washington has some sort of like mystical power over people. It's probably like in the rain that they get covered in. I think there is something about forks that like magically makes people want to be turned into vampires our sample size is just one though bella because everyone else didn't get turned into a vampire in forks well first of all that we know of we know that there's a lot of secrecy Mm -hmm. maybe mike is turning jessica into a vampire mike gets stabbed with that needle maybe that turns him into a vampire the science teacher is out there turning everyone into a vampire that's why he does that creepy blood testing yes I, here's the thing. I don't think there's a vast conspiracy. I just want to give voice to the voiceless. The voiceless being to the conspiracy, conspiracy theorists. theorists. Yeah. So yeah, that's my breaking news report. What about yours? 
this isn't coming from the conspiracy theory desk. This is coming from my own hard-earned investigative journalism. I have been secretly undercover trying to figure out if Edward does turn into a flock of bats or not. I've been looking. I've stalked the stalker. One could say. <laughs> the stalker has become the prey. Wow. That's going to be the title of my <laughs> my Twilight investigative journalism memoir. My expose. However, unfortunately, there is no evidence for this theory. However, I will also say there is no evidence against. We hear no mention of bats in the book except for that one time where he plays it off slightly. But I'm thinking in New Moon, I'm going to get some answers and I am still on the case. And that is my update. So you're like the Ronan Farrow of this podcast. I am. I love that. And I also love that you are separating yourself from the conspiracy theorist, even though your argument for this is there's no evidence for, but there's no evidence against. <laughs> I think something will come up soon. I Like if you have a tip, like hit our tip lineup. Yeah. I'm ready to hear it. Tip, proof that Edward is a bat. Tip, proof that Forks turns people into vampires. We are looking for more and more evidence of this hard-hitting news. Please call in to iTunes and write us a review. What was your genuine piece of enjoyment that you found in this whole book? I sort of have a formal apology to issue, which is that we made a lot of fun of like the sex appeal of Volvos. And I think I doth protested too much. Because the truth is, I love safety, and I think safety is very sexy. So I actually think that it's super hot that Edward knows he is a slightly reckless driver and tries to compensate for that with the Volvo. I mean, that's true, but also what's actually hot is hot Rosalie in her hot red convertible. Like Volvo, okay, but in terms of actual sex appeal, it's elsewhere. No, I think the sexiest would be hot Rosalie in the Volvo is what I'm saying. Like, I don't think sexy sports cars are sexy. Capitalism and the patriarchy had a meeting together and they were like, guess what we can do? We can convince the world that like they have to spend a lot of money on like little red sports cars in order to like get sex appeal. And I agree with you that like, again, this same patriarchy capitalism meeting was like, do you know what's not sexy? Women who say no, we can't control them. And I'm like, also not true. Rosalie's a woman who says no, and she's super hot. So Rosalie in a Volvo is top hotness. I feel like men usually drive sports cars. Is women in sports cars a thing? I have no idea. Isn't it like reclaiming sports cars for women? Yeah, I do think that there's something sexier about a woman driving a sports car than a man driving a sports car. Least sexy is Edward in the red convertible. Full agreement on that. Yeah, I love safety. Safety's hot. So yeah, there was a lot of things to love in this book, but I don't know about you. There were also some pretty horrifying things. So I'm wondering if there were any moments that will haunt you for the rest of your life. And like sort of once you see something, you're like, oh, I can't unsee that. Like you can't unread it and you're a little bit mad about it. I mean... I don't think anyone will be shocked by the fact that it's the force-beating Bella mushroom ravioli in a white cashmere turtleneck and beige leather jacket. Nothing in the book hit me with such an emotional impact as that did. When I was thinking about my highs and lows of the book, I almost didn't know where to place it because I was so emotionally struck by it. I was like, did it make me happy? Did it make me sad? But it definitely haunts me. So 
So that that's absolutely mine. I am really impressed with your ability to like just pick one because I have like a lot of moments that I'm pretty sure will haunt me till my grave or until Carlisle turns me into a vampire. We'll start sharing them. If I had to pick one, it would be 17-year-old full-grown Bella being rocked like she is a baby in the chair that she was nursed and rocked as a baby. Mm -hmm. Like that is definitely the moment that I was like, oh, I like weird, but this is weird in a way that I'm not totally comfortable with. Mm -hmm. Other moments that will definitely haunt me are like the awkwardness of Tyler showing up to take her to the prom. It's not that that will haunt me. It's that I'm just like so sure that that will haunt him for the rest of his life. Yeah, you have a sympathy haunting. Yeah, yeah. I'm just so empathetic. We really got in touch with these characters while we read this book. And then I also am I am also haunted by fashion. I'm haunted by floor-length khaki skirts. I am really haunted by the matching outfits that turn out to not be matching because Edwards is a sleeveless collared white shirt. The fashion choices are really going to stick with me for a long, long time. I'm shocked you didn't say the dazzle moment. Oh, oh, do you know what? I blocked it. <laughs> Why did you just remind me? I totally forgot about the word dazzle. Oh. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. Julia, we would be remiss. We wouldn't be ourselves if we didn't have some advice to some characters in this book. And now that we have the context of the whole novel, what are your final pieces of wisdom? The first thing I was thinking about was how if Edward and Bella are going to be together, which seems like it's going to happen despite our earlier pieces of advice, they should really engage in the life of Forks High School. The lack of knowing when prom was, the fact they only hang out with themselves. I want Edward and Bella to be showing up to every school dance. I want them to do car washes, bake sale fundraisers, soccer games, wood shop, whatever goes on in high school these days. I think this would make Bella understand what a high school relationship is like, which is what they're in. And Edward simultaneously would be getting that feeling that Bella is experiencing her human life as much as she can. So I think it's a bit of a win-win situation. Edward 
Philip is trying, right? Like he takes her to prom. He starts trying, but he he also says to Tyler that her nights are going to be forever occupied with him. And there's no reason that he would ever need to contact Bella again. He said that, if I remember correctly, in like that murderous old timey voice, right? Absolutely. There's no need for you to ever reach out to her again. I'll be <laughs> taking her out. Yeah, I love the idea of them getting like super involved and... Bella would be a great, like, treasure in the student government. She would be. She's so responsible. And I also think that that would really help her get into a good college and get the fuck away from Edward, which would be really nice. Mm -hmm. I actually was thinking last night while I was washing the dishes about how Bella could get into any college by writing, like, her personal essay about this experience. And then the college and business officers are like, "Uh, this chick thinks that she dated a vampire. Let's bring her here. Or what if she just like held back the vampire part and she was like, I was stalked by this dude named James who lured me to Phoenix, no Scottsdale, and like pretended to kidnap my mom, but then attacked me and I broke my femur and several ribs. And then there was a fire. Like that kid's getting into every college. Aren't you supposed to say something about how that qualifies you for college? Like it's not just like this bad shit happened to me. (laughs) Let me in. I don't think it qualifies you for college. I think that like Bella is one of those straight A's, 1600 on the SAT students. They're like sort of a dime a dozen at elite colleges. And so you look for kids with quote unquote interesting stories. And Bella Mm -hmm. has like a really interesting personal essay ready. I guess I just feel personally attacked because I read about scooping ice cream. (laughs) That's a job. (laughs) Why didn't I almost get murdered by vampires? (laughs) Well, Julia, I I know that you know this, but maybe our listeners don't. We met because I was like the house mom in the dorm that you were a freshman in. And so part of my job was to read your admissions files. And you will be really happy to know that I remember your essay and I was very charmed by it. Do you really? That's so embarrassing. I remember thinking, oh, I have one normal, one normie. And everyone else was like, my werewolf boyfriend wouldn't push me into the ocean. (laughs) One guy your year wrote about how he's pro-torture, even though he knows it doesn't work. Was it Edward Cullen? (laughs) No, he, he was a pale white kid. That's all I'll say about him. And then I read your ice cream scooping one and I was like, okay, we have someone with good priorities. Dairy. So anyway, I do think that this could help Bella get in. I think like hot takes and like weird stories are like how people at like the upper echelon, whatever, distinguish themselves from one another. Okay, but if I can do it with ice cream scooping, Bella can do it with her furious cooking for bake sales to raise money for a new gymnasium for Forks High School. But wouldn't it be like a great one liner of like, and of course, I couldn't be involved in the bake sale this one year because I was almost baked in a fire after I was almost <laughs> murdered in a dance studio. Like just like a one liner throwaway. Yeah, just slip it in. Yeah. yeah, I agree with that. I just think like that might get some like scholarship money her way, you know, mm-hmm. like a little something mm-hmm. extra. Vanessa, what is your piece of advice? I don't know why I thought that the advice I could give could be like retroactive. Like I could go back and like give advice to Bella at the beginning of the novel. But my advice to Bella is don't move to Forks. It's a really bad idea. And instead, practice your confrontation skills. Confront Renee. Say the following. What are you doing? Stay here with me. I have two more years of school. Your marriage is for a lifetime. 
you can make it work. Like, stay in Scottsdale. It sounds like you're really happy there. It is, like, really hard to be a happy teenage girl. And it sounds like she was thriving there. Why is Renee interrupting her education? I don't want to victim blame because Bella's definitely the victim of Renee. But, like, confront your mom. Be like, stop this nonsense. But then we would have never read the beautiful book Twilight. Yeah, like, that made my life better, but it didn't make Bella's life better. I'm willing to fall on that sword. I am willing to give up this beautiful text. Edward's going to be so disappointed. Do you have any other advice that you want to give now that you've read the whole novel? Yeah, so I had decided to give one piece of advice for Bella and one piece of advice for Edward because they both need so much help. So my advice for Edward, we told Bella she needed to watch a film. Any film, basically. Ideally, that had love, but we could have coped with anything. I don't know why we never gave Edward the same advice. He is the instigator of all of the strangest relationship activities that happened in this book. I don't think he's watched a single movie or TV show. I think I'm going to tell him to watch like The Office. Imagine if it was like Jim and Pam and he just like courted her in school like a regular person. Like did pranks on Mike. Wouldn't that (laughs) be nice? I love the idea of Mike being the Dwight that Edward plays pranks on, especially because Edward is a vampire, so you could really mess with him. He could, like, wait in the tree outside of his window and, like, knock on the window at four in the morning and (laughs) disappear. And then as soon as Mike gets back into bed, go do it again. Like, he could seriously pull some, like, puck-level awesome pranks. God, Edward, you have so much time. Invest in pranking Mike. That wasn't your advice. Sorry. I could revise because that also would entertain me just as much. It's probably not as good for Bella necessarily, but he does seem to have some like pent up energy. So maybe that would be a good use for it. Vanessa, what is your final piece of advice for this whole season? Yeah, my last piece of advice is to Bella. I think that what she really has to do is follow in Alice's footsteps. We've given a lot of advice to her over the course of this season about using better communication skills. And Alice seems to have found a really conducive way to communicate to people through her art. Like, obviously, Bella is not going to start saying things to Edward like, look, I'm on my period. I'm worried I'm going to attract you more right now. We really shouldn't hang out. Like, I can never imagine her just like saying something so upfront and direct and clear to Edward. But what she could do is like sculpt something in a modern cubist way that expresses that to Edward. And I think that since they're not great at communicating, they need to start finding other outlets for it. Modern dance, like maybe that would help her work on her coordination also. She could like choreograph a weekly dance for him. I just can't believe you suggested sculpture as opposed to what clearly is the best option for her communicating her period through diva cup splatter art. (laughs) Yeah, I just think like then Edward would want to like lick the painting. But he would know what's going on with her. And we're talking about communication, not appropriate behavior. I think maybe like cooking, like she loves to cook. Like maybe she can start baking and like doing art with her cakes. Like she could bake a red velvet cake. For I'm on my period. And then like a really dry coconut cake for when she's like, I don't want to have sex right now. I think she should make a cake with no eggs when she needs groceries. 
She should be like, yep. you see, there's something missing. <laughs> what could it need? <laughs> she could make like a dark chocolate cake when they're supposed to meet up at night. How is that better than saying meet me at sunset? It's like meet me at the time the night looks like this piece of cake I've given you that you can't eat. <laughs> because at least there's now a visual aid. Okay, sure. And then to your previous piece of advice, she could bring it to school for the bake sale. There we go. No food waste. We're really coming full circle. Yeah. Bella, we are solving your problems. Julia, we have one last care package to send to Bella for a little while. What would you like to send to her? So as I understand it, Bella is entering summer. I too am entering summer and I'm dealing with a global pandemic and she is not. So I'm sending her what I want which is a nice vacation. I want her to go on a tropical vacation. She can invite whoever she wants, except for Edward, because he'll sparkle in the sun. And I want her to just go and live it up. She couldn't have that Phoenix vacation she wanted. The vampire money can fund it. I mean, also we can fund it, but like, I feel like they should pitch in at least half. I I disagree with you that the Collins should help fund it, given that you said that the Collins should help fund it like 30 seconds after you said Edward couldn't come. Like, I don't think you can say, like, you can't come, but give me your money. I think that's exactly what you can say. Why not? (laughs) Do you know what? This is why I love you. You teach me to dream bigger. (laughs) Like, they seem to give Bella whatever she wants except turning her into an immortal vampire. So be like, if you're not going to do that, at least send me on a nice trip. Bring me to Fiji. I am going to just expand on something for my care package item that was actually your idea, but I'm making it, like, more specific. So I really think that we need to get Bella a golden retriever puppy. And there are two reasons why I think that she needs this in her life. One is that she can feel what like a real and healthy love is. She obviously likes to be loved in sort of an oppressive way. And that is how golden retrievers love. Like golden retrievers are like always in your face. They love love. They want you to be petting them all the time. Bella obviously likes that. Great. And then also, she can feel a healthy version of that. And most importantly, she can apologize to Mike for constantly calling him a golden retriever as if it's an insult. Justice for Mike. And then by giving justice to Mike and realizing that Mike is awesome, it's also justice for Jessica. Because she'll be like, do you know what? Jessica ended up with the better guy. Golden retriever love is better than vampire love. And then she can reach out to Jessica and she can make friends. And I just think having a puppy is a really great way to make new friends because everybody wants to come over and hang out with the puppy. I really think if we get our golden retriever puppy, she will dump Edward and become friends with Jessica and Mike. I love the idea about getting puppies because I love puppies, but don't you think that Bella is a cat person? Like what about little hemoglobin? I think Bella has a dog person inside of her. Doesn't she feel torn sort of between her cat person self and her dog person self? Isn't that what like the Edward Jacob thing is later? Like basically her choosing between dogs and cats? And she chooses cats. She chooses Edward. Okay. Well, I am trying to do an intervention now. It's because she has this negative idea of what a golden retriever is and keeps saying it is an insult. Anti-dog prejudice. Yeah. I think we got to bring a really good one into our life. And she's going to be like, oh, my God, I saw the light. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. So what do you think is going to happen in New Moon? 
So I think that Rosalie is going to inadvertently come to like Bella and that she is going to convince Bella to dump Edward. And this is going to crush Edward, but he's going to get over it. And seeing that Edward like got over being dumped in this awful blow, Carlisle is going to realize that Esme would be able to get over her being dumped. And so he's going to dump her and move in with Charlie. And then I think that Carlisle is going to teach Charlie how to be a good dad. And Bella's going to now live with two parents who really love her and are, like, really good at caring for her. And she's going to just, like, make a bunch of healthy choices. She's going to become friends with Jessica. She's going to study really hard and apply to, like, a marine biology program in Seattle because she's not going to want to be too far away from her two loving fathers. And then, like, the book is going to end on a cliffhanger because Charlie is going to find out finally that Carlisle is actually a vampire, which is a secret that Carlisle's been keeping from Charlie because he really loves Charlie, but he doesn't know if Charlie's going to accept that part of him. And the cliffhanger at the end of New Moon is whether or not Charlie is going to accept Carlisle now that he knows he's a vampire. And I think it's going to be a dance battle. Who's dancing? I think that Charlie is going to like dance out his feelings in order to figure out his feelings. It's like an inner dance battle. Written on the page. Wow. I can't wait to read those moves. This has been Twilight in Quarantine, a college admissions counseling session from Hot and Bothered. This episode and all episodes are executive produced by Ariana Nettleman and produced by Ariana Martinez. This show was conceived of as a vampire baby by Julia Arkey. And I'm Vanessa Zoltan and I already went to college, so it's too late for me. We are a production of Not Sorry Productions and are distributed by 8Cast. FYI, not to get political, but we here at Not Sorry Productions are anti-torture. We'll talk to you in a few days where we're going to review the movie Twilight. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.